This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to another episode of Tide Chasers Podcast, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today. Have an exciting guest, but as always, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Qua. Welcome, buddy. What are you up to over there? Not much. Once again, welcome everyone back for another episode. Once as always, my name is Qua, and then we got Dan over there. Uh, we're just same thing every day, man. Just trying to upload more posts, more, more episodes, so you get you guys out there and catch more fish. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a uh, an absence of, of of a good podcast out there, and I think we've got a pretty good one going. So, you know, we we'd like to uh, keep this rolling and get you the best guests around that you may know or may not know of, and we got a great one today because a lot of people know this guy. I would like to welcome Mr. Captain Scotty Sevens onto our podcast. Welcome, Scott. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Hey, listen, you and I talked about this very early on and we identified yeah. you as a, as a guest and then, then, the, then some things happened and we wanted to kind of postpone it so we could get things rolling for you and for in a different direction there. So yeah. now, now the way we start these things off, typically we jump into uh, talking about your early influences in the sport. Now you and I have talked about, you know, how your, your family's been into fishing, whether it be uh your dad or your, your brother in the past. And then uh, also your, your lady over there, she's, she's a pretty killer fisherwoman as well. Kind of give us an idea of your backstory and, and how, how that that's uh, that's evolved from you fishing as, as a young, younger, younger Mr. Sevens to, to what you've become now. So it's kind of, I mean, really for me, it's, it's been a lifelong journey. And when I say lifelong, I mean, from the time, I was six months old. Uh, my parents had had me on the boat. My dad and my grandpa used to uh, be partners in a boat and um, they did a lot of offshore fishing. Of course, a lot of inshore, but it was more geared towards uh, offshore. Um, and just a quick, funny little story to, to just 
you know, kind of bring it together so you can get a better picture. When I was two years old, um, my dad and my grandpa thought it was a good idea to take me offshore uh, mako fishing. So um, two years old, they brought me out mako fishing and they proceeded to hook a mako that was probably in the 10 to 11 foot range like over 500 pound fish. Uh, they fought it for about two hours. They kept yelling at me, get in the cabin, get in the cabin. And I, I just have this vision in my head that uh, ha has stayed with me my entire life of this thing swimming past the boat. And um, that's, I, I feel like from that moment, that's when I was bit. I, I got bit in that moment. Um, they fought it for about two hours. It ended up spitting the hook. They couldn't get the gaff through its skin. Um, after it spit the hook, it kind of sat there on the surface for, you know, like 30 seconds to a minute before it ended up swimming off. But that was, that was really my first earliest memory of, uh, of fishing. And since then, you know, um, uh, Shark fishing has always been very nostalgic for me. Fishing in general is very nostalgic for me. It always brings me back to that moment. You know what I mean? So that, um, that's, that's kind of where I, I came from. And of course it, it progressed from there. Um, you know, we did a lot of freshwater fishing as a kid with, with my dad, then my brother was born and, he kind of came into it and we did, you know, just a, we would go to Lake Champlain every year, fish the Delaware River. Um, then fast forward a little bit, uh, we got into offshore fishing again. Uh, my dad ended up getting a bigger boat and for about 17 years uh, or 18 years, that's all we did. We were running and gunning offshore almost every weekend. Um, and which is awesome. I'm so grateful for those experiences that I had. Um, but after a while, it burns you out. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, throughout that period of time, my brother ended up passing away. Um, offshore fishing just wasn't the same for me. So um, I kind of took a little bit of a break for fishing for a little while. Um, you know, went, went down like a little bit of a darker road, but then I would say, I, I can't even really say, maybe, maybe like 2013, 2014, I, I hopped on my boat, because all we had really at that point was, was my deck boat. Um, not a fishing boat at all. I used to get laughed at all the time. You know, it was a very goofy looking boat. I hopped on that boat and uh, I never stopped since that day, you know? And um, I really found my true love with uh, backwater fishing. That's, and that's kind of what led me to where I'm at now. So. Um, I'm pretty sure we can all agree with you that backwater fishing is, it feels like home to us. That's, that's what yeah. we love, you know? If I had to choose one 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 place where I could fish for the rest of my life, it's going to be a back bay someplace. So I couldn't agree totally with agree with you. Yeah, yeah. And there's just say there's something peaceful about it, and uh, that that you don't find anywhere else. You know what I mean? Uh, especially offshore fishing. Now I love it. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love offshore fishing, and you never know what you're going to 
see out there. I mean, I some of the, my greatest experiences have been offshore, but that, like I said, once I found that backwater, that's where I found my, that's, that's where I found myself. That's where I found my home. Gotcha. So, yeah. So, so you, so you would definitely, I got to go back to that story. You as a two-year-old, like that's a pretty incredible memory there because I think I I have maybe one memory in my head from when I was about that young and, and, you know, most, most science tells you, oh, you're not going to remember anything from that, that, that period of time. And I'm like, I swear to God, I remember this. I remember like it happened yesterday. And I've said that my whole life. So it's not fishing related, but it's pretty incredible that you have that memory, you know? So, yeah, but to be honest with you, I remember more from those days than what I did yesterday. I don't (laughs) don't know what it is. I just kind of, I just kind of have that, that memory about me. And I guess it all goes down to, like I said, like I'm very, uh, I'm very attached to nostalgia and I don't know. So a lot of things bring me back to those days because, you know, love, love those days. Now you mentioned the freshwater a little bit, obviously that's going to be secondary to, uh, to the saltwater fishing. And I I say this all the time, you know, saltwater is my first love. Freshwater is what gets me through so I can get back onto the salt. With that being said, you and I have talked at length about different freshwater species that you're, you're interested in catching that you want to target going forward and, you know, kind of round out your repertoire. Do you have any freshwater species like that you figured you have figured out that you can move on to the next like is there a freshwater species that you have dialed in uh there there really isn't so i i am incredibly green when it comes to freshwater fishing um yeah so um i i don't i don't know a a whole lot about i i feel like a total goog a total newbie when uh when i'm out freshwater fishing However, it's important for me, like I just have this desire to want to get better at it, you know, um, and believe it or not, one, one of, uh, one of my bucket list fish is actually the common carp. For some reason, I am dying to catch a carp. I really am. So I would say, uh, that is one thing that, um, that I really need to figure out. And, and they're not all that hard. It's not all that difficult. It's just a matter of finding the time to get out and do it. That's all. Yeah. I, I find myself often thinking, do I want to go target this smallmouth bass when I can go out there and do like this fishing on the salt or this fishing on the salt or that? Yeah. Like it's, it's always like a balance. And I'm always like, man, I really just want to fish saltwater. I want to fish saltwater. And I, and I have some decent fisheries right around where I live mm-hmm. and I'm driving two hours, three hours, six hours down to Virginia beach to, to target saltwater species. And it's yeah. just like, and then, then I sit back, I'm like, man, did I, did I miss another opportunity to do this? Or you always second right. yourself after the fact, but. Oh, always. But you, but you're a very, very well-versed fisherman. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. I always said that. Yeah. Now we, uh, one, one other thing I would like to highlight there is, you know, when I got really into walleye fishing, Mm -hmm. I found that it really improved my fluke fishing because it's very similar, you know, low, slow bouncing off the bottom type thing. Mm -hmm. It really improved my, my, my fluke fishing because that, that next year after I was really crushing walleye, I started really up in my game on the fluke and it's been it's been sure. lights out since so yeah there, that there is, is some, that's actually one species again that uh i'm dying to catch that is definitely one of my um 
higher bucket list fish when it comes to fresh water for sure. We'll make that happen this this, yeah. this fall. I, I I owe you and and Qua a walleye. So I we, gave up. No, really? don't give up. He didn't give up. I'm, give up. I'm, I'm up. staying. I'm staying in the salt. Yeah, I'm staying where I'm good at, man. Yeah. <laughs> See, that, right, that's so. that's it's funny that you say that, but that's exactly how I feel when um when I get the motivation to go out and freshwater fish. I'm like. I really don't know what I'm doing. So maybe I'll just fall back into my old patterns and do what I do, you know? <laughs> yeah, do, do what you know, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I've watched you freshwater fish and you look like you were natural to me. So you, you, you're fine. Those awesome. dark spins will catch everything. So <laughs> they will. I'm telling you, they're literally the lore of the decade. And I'm not getting paid to say that, but literally the, the dark spin is like, to me, like the greatest lore ever invented in the last 10 years. Man, well, we're, I, I, we're, we're trying to get Patrick to be on the podcast soon, man. Maybe, really? we'll, talk about the, maybe we'll get him to talk about the dark spin. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I, I think my Instagram page is like a shrine to catching striped bass on the, on the dark spin. Uh, and then, then our Instagram pages are a shrine to catching uh, uh, sheep said, fed on uh, bottom sweepers. sweepers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, me too, absolutely. <laughs> so, but if, if I ever had two lures, could only pick two lures, be a bottom sweeper jig and a dark spin. And really, that's all I would need to fish an entire season. Yeah, we're like, we're like the, uh, we're like the unofficial, we're like the unofficial bottom sweeper pro staff team right here. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. No, it's it's the truth. Absolutely. And it, I, I get I, I get I get so mad when I see somebody plug in some other uh, some other bottom jigs. And I'm like, oh, bottom oh, sweeper, bottom sweeper. Like I'm I'm on like uh, a couple of the Facebook pages and everybody's like, what do you use for these? And people will be like, oh, I use a top and bottom rig. No, bottom sweeper, bottom yeah. sweeper, bottom sweeper. There, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, a quick little funny story about that, too, is when bottom sweeper first came out, um, you know, Ashley actually picked up jigging for Tog much quicker than I did. I it took me a little while to get the feel and to put my finally put my rigs down. But uh, once I did, I it was just I, I I could never ever ever go back. Yeah, man. So, and they're actually very versatile. You can you can get creative with them and use them in a lot of different ways. I oh mean, yeah, hundred percent. Really. Like, like I said, most of, most of my, well, not most, all, all of my bigger fish this year, all, all came on bottom sweepers. Can't go wrong. No. Nope. Hey, hey, if it works, it works, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So now, now you, uh, I would say you have those, uh, those Jersey marshes dialed in where, where you fish. Um, at what point did you realize, I mean, we, we know that saltwater was your first love and you mentioned and two two years old but at what point did you really say okay this is what i want to do this is what i'm going to do and i'm going to continue to 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 hone my my game to get this figured out like the jersey marshes at what what point in your life it was like i said um basically i i kind of hopped on my boat you know how i was uh, i was telling you guys before i kind of hopped on my boat um and I fished with inside my means because like I, I wasn't able to really run offshore. I, I didn't have a boat that could really get out front. It wasn't even a fishing boat. And I wanted to learn how to catch fish in the back bay without having to run 90 miles to do that. Right. And um, 
basically, I think I spent probably almost two whole summers uh, driving around like at sunset time uh, on all tide stages, uh, figuring where I could get my boat into and where I could get it, you know, and where I couldn't go. And um, just to be acquainted with the area, you know, I think, I think there was probably, I always had a rod with me, but um, I think the biggest thing for me was actually learning, learning the area and becoming familiar with the area. So um, it, it was around that time. And like, I found Dan Schaefer and I just thought that that was literally the coolest thing I had ever seen. You know what I mean? The, the, the top water striped bass fishing, the backwater flats fishing, uh, and being able to catch striped bass to me, like that was, that was it, you know? And that's, that's when I really ran with it. Gotcha. So. Yeah, we had Dan on here and I, the, the man is filled with knowledge in that head yeah. of his and we could have just let, let him talk and talk and talk. Oh, and talk I know. And, talk and, and I guarantee you not a single person would have complained at any, any link that we could have nope. put out that, that not at all. I can, I can listen to him talk for hours and, and just be mesmerized you, you you grab know, the, the entire time. Man, you I've, the pencil. I've, I've gone through six seasons of him talking to me every all the time you know yeah. it, it never gets old every time i'm on the boat me and him we yeah. just he just goes on and i'm just like trying to like open my head up a little bit wider so i could take in more info but it's, it's sure. just so much going at one time because every time i fished with him it was never about catching fish it was always about learning the knowledge the learning process that, 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 exactly. that was just that was just it with me me and him fish and if i if we caught a fish if i caught a fish that day i was like okay cool yeah but if i didn't you know what I gained more knowledge than I cared about because it's just too much. It's funny that you say that because uh, around the time when I first got back, again, got into uh, backwater fishing, um, I went out with them that first year. And like you said, I didn't care. To me, it was the knowledge. That's I, the theories. That's what I was interested in. It didn't matter to me if I caught a fish. Um, and just like I said, I mean, Dan, Dan Schaefer, he, to me, he's, he was like a hero for me, like coming up. He really was. So. I think a lot of us can agree with that. He's a mentor. Yeah. He's a great, mm -hmm. he's a great wealth of knowledge. And yeah. you know, every time you, he speaks, he gives you another little nugget, which is yeah. amazing. Like you try and try and collect those nuggets and build on and build on it. Like mm -hmm. his podcast without his podcast episode with us, like there was so much there's so many little details in there that I never even consider. And I feel like I've been doing this and I, I, I'm the kind of person that really dives into the research side of things. Like if I, if I want to figure out a fish, I'm spending every night after my family goes to bed, you know, re reading about that fish, reading about its habits, reading about where to find them, when to find them, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, the amount of knowledge he has in that head of his is just incredible. And it, it was, it was really just a joy to listen to him speak. Like we just sat back and we're like, have at it, buddy, do, do what you got to. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, I can imagine. I, I can just imagine. Like, even, even when I meet up with them periodically for different things, it's like, I, it's, it's always an hour. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, and you just listen to them talk the whole time and just for not, sure. never get sick of it. The best, so now, part, the, the best part of it all, like, he barely scratched the surface of his knowledge, like barely, oh, nicked, I know. It. barely nicked it. I would, I, it, I give it, it was only about 10%. He's, yeah. still, he's still about about a whole 90 percent to go yeah so. yep now now uh 
I know this is going to be difficult for you, but if you had to pick one fish that you, it, it, let's say you can only fish for one fish in your Jersey marshes uh, back there, what would that be? I know that's going to be hard. Oh, I, that's not even a fair question because <laughs> if it is, is like striped bass is a way of life. That's the way I look sure. at striped bass. It's a way of life. It's, that's what we do. That's, I mean, we don't really have a whole lot more than that to target. That is, that's just what we do. But when it comes to like my favorite fishing and what I, what I do most, it's, it's the dog and the sheeps. You nice. know, especially <clears throat> times like this time of year when <clears throat> the summer doldrums kind of kick in, you know, the striped bass kind of slows down a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm talking from, from, you know, the beginning of the season all, all the way to the very end. I really am. So there's just something about it. There, there's something to me, it's just so, I, I can't eat, I don't know how to put it, but fishing with a crab and a jig. Uh, there's just something so simplistic yet so satisfying about it. Uh, and I gotta, I gotta say part of the fun in it is catching the bait too. Like if, uh, if you catch your own bait, like as long as you're not getting eaten alive out there and everything, but oh, I, I gotta say, man, like for my, my, we took my son out on one of my friend's boats for his birthday and it took me five hours to get bait. That's too long. Yeah. That sucked. That was terrible. Yep. But overall, if you can find a nice patch of bait, it's kind of fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like it's fun yeah. finding spots. You, you walk up, and you're like, "Holy crap! I I found the mecca." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, uh, <clears throat> my my dad and I actually go a lot to dig crabs. We just it's kind of fun, you know yeah. what I mean? It's a dirty, nasty, thankless job, you know, but yep. it has to be done if you wanna if you wanna go fishing. And I I mean, like I, I'm lucky. I I can I can keep them in the water and kind of store them and always have them on hand, but always got to have crabs on hand always in fact having crabs and having bait is probably one of my biggest stressors throughout the season for sure for yeah. sure if you do if you do what we do as much bottom fishing as we do yeah and now the whole world is the whole the whole state of new jersey seems to be doing it oh, some, of these no spots, some of these spots that we roll mm. up to that we used to be able to find bait is just barren anymore it's I not was just having this same conversation this past week um especially with the Asian crabs, they're an invasive species. I never thought an invasive species would start becoming scarce. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, but no, it's it's very, very difficult uh, to get bait these days. There, there's no doubt about it. Totally yeah, that's, that's why you guys, you got guys like Chris at Tight Lines Bait and Tackle in your neck of the woods stocking, stocking like fiddlers from other, other areas now just because there's yeah. such a, there's such a, there's such a need and demand for it that it's, it's kind of like, I, I, I said this to on his, on his Facebook page, like if you spend any kind of time catching bait, you get annoyed with it sometimes. I yeah. mean, it can be fun, but if you're running like to six, seven different spots, and not finding bait, 
the convenience of running over to his store is just incredible. Absolutely. He's got long hours. Yeah. Reasonably priced. And not to mention the guy's shop is incredible. We we've, we've had him on and the, yeah. the guy is, he's amazing. He's a, he's a great person. Chris over there, tight lines, bait and tackle. I, I can't say enough about him, but I totally agree. And I, I, I actually am spoiled because that's my local bait shop. That's where sure. I go. And, yeah. um, you know, even back in his 24 seven days to have, uh, you know, a, a bait shop that was open 24 hours a day was, was incredible. You know, no, I think a lot of people would kill to have that in their area, you know, but by far probably one of the most well-stocked uh, tackle shops in South Jersey, hands down. By, 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 by a landslide, I would say. Mm -hmm. No there, there, there's it. a reason why the guy why 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 his shop is winning awards and he's up for it again this year it's because he's doing it right he's a good dude yeah and he take, he's taking good care of the people that are coming through there whether it be you know someone like you who's a hardcore guy in that area or the weekend warrior the guy he he's thankless he, he has a thankless job number one because everybody's yeah. asking him where to go to get this or that and he's crushing it so we we love him now going back to to what we were talking about there do you, so we we know that you have uh I don't think you gave me a real answer there. It was either striped bass okay. or cod. So I'll let that slide. Right. I, won't, I won't force your hand on that one. Yeah. For me, if I had to pick one one saltwater fish and, and I didn't I didn't have any opportunity to fish for another one, it probably would be fluke. For me, okay. I, I just love that thump. I, I love the chase. I, I love all the variables that are involved with it. So for me, if I had to pick one, it would be tough because I, I, I love I love sheep's head. I, I really have really gotten to love redfish and speckled trout a lot for my oh, travel too. So now you're talking. So it, it's, those are probably my top four favorite fish right there. But if I had to pick one, it would be fluke. Yeah. And that, that could change. It could change. I might catch something else down the road where I'm like, man, this is it, you know? So. Right. No, it's, it's funny. Every, everybody has their niche, you know, every, every, and that's, that's the beautiful thing about fishing. It really is. Everyone has their niche and, um, you know, you know, there's something for everybody. There really is. So we know that there's not a whole lot of opportunities to target a whole lot of different species in your area. Yeah. However, what fish, what fishery do you, would you prefer to, would you want to get, improve your game on? Uh, it would be flounder. Okay. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Flounder. And the thing of it is, is um, I just haven't put like dedicated enough time to doing it sure. um because like i said uh basically while you know everybody is chasing the flounder and the heat of the season i'm talking and cheaping that's that's just what i'm doing you know what i mean and um usually because at, at that point in time there isn't a whole lot of other people that are really chasing talk right so you know um while everybody else is fighting over the flounder grounds i'm i'm usually doing my my thing with the talk gotcha yeah i mean for me i am exponentially better fluke fishing from on my my two feet than i am from yeah. floating from, from a boat or a kayak yeah. i want to improve that myself i want to improve my 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 fluke my fluke game from a boat just because i love fishing as light as i possibly can and when you're fishing vertical yeah. you have to go deeper than you usually like so i will say this though um Fishing on foot will make you a much better fisherman, you know, uh, because people on boats run past and drive past a lot of opportunities that they, they don't even realize because they're, 
they're just going and going. I have a boat, I can run all around and hit all these different spots where fishing on foot, it forces you to focus on, on what you have available to you at that time and figure out how to catch the fish that are right in front of you. you I, know, I've, I, I've I, mentioned that so many times, like, yeah. like the, the fact, like, I'll, I'll have boat fishermen right in front of me and I catch a fish and I'm walking out like 2018, I'm walking out with a limit of fish and they're cursing yeah. me. <laughs> like, Absolutely. And, and so I, it's, I agree with it a thousand percent. I yeah, really I've always, I, I've found that like if you're fishing from a boat, if you're doing a fluke drift and you're going somewhere between 0.7 and 1.2 miles an hour, mm -hmm. there's going to be patches of water you skip while you're jigging. Whereas Entirely. when I'm fishing, when I'm fishing in front of me, I'm going to hit, I'm going to fan cast every possible inch of that water in front of exactly. me. Exactly. I'm going to go back and work it again. And mm -hmm. I'm going to go back and work it again. Whereas a boat guy, you know, he might do a drift, no fish, move on to the next spot. And that's exactly what happens. So, so mm -hmm. I found that I am a far better fisherman for fluke in, in particular on foot, but yeah. So I, I want to, but I want to change that. So that, that for me, that's the, that's what I want to improve on is get better. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, and like I said, um, I feel like that was like an, a, you know, in, in, as fishermen, we, we reach, I feel like, you know, it's, you level up at different points in time. And when I started putting a lot of time in uh, with fishing on foot, I feel like, I, I, I kind of leveled up, so to speak, you know, because like I said, it just forces you to focus on what is right there, right in front of you. And a, a lot of time, there's a lot more fish in front of you than you realize. You yep. just got to figure out how to catch them instead yeah. of running all over. I find that I'm able to better clean up my technique when I'm on foot because I, I'm able to slow things down and exactly. you know, really focus on, on that. So I, 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 I still have a lot of love for fishing on foot. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, with, with, with certain spots, you got other people on top of you, the, the kayak, the boat allows you to get away from everything else, which is great. That, that's, that's what I love about it. Like, Hey, listen, if there's three other kayakers here, I can just go to another spot. Whereas exactly. I'm on foot. Like you're, you're like looking to the left and right of you. How far do I got to walk this way? Or how far do I got to walk this way to get on a spot? Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's just one of those things now. Now I know I know mine personally, but do you have any superstitions that you adhere to whenever you're fishing oh like on your fishing days? My God. Yeah, no bananas. Uh, no bananas, <laughs> yes, a thousand percent. But I don't know people if you saw my salt marsh Sundays, I wear the same OC Shark Hunter t-shirt almost every single salt marsh Sunday. Um, I have my lucky, I have Two lucky pairs of underwear. One is a lot more luckier than the other. And I'm not kidding you about this. Um, but yeah, I have tons of superstitions. I really do. No singing on the boat, no whistling <laughs> on the boat. Um, the, it, it goes back to my, my dad, man, when it, it seemed like back when we used to fish all the time, and if it was a bad day, he would always start singing his goofy songs. You know what I mean? And uh, when he would get bored, every time he started singing, it, it just, it, it was like instant skunk, you know? <laughs> so no, no singing, no whistling, but yeah, I, I have my lucky clothes, my lucky outfits. In fact, uh, I would say 95% of my uh, fish pictures are all wearing the same clothes. It really is. You caught all your fish in one day, we know it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Actually, I, I used to have a lucky pair of fishing um, when, when I first really got into like the backwater game, I had one pair of fishing shorts, right? And I don't think I washed that that pair of fishing shorts for like a month and a half. Oof. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, but it worked and I didn't question it, you know? <laughs> So. I know. I know. After a day of fishing, some of my pants could just stand there. Some oh, of my shorts absolutely. could just stand there. There's no movement. They're stiff as a board. Terrible. Yeah. My my big superstition is if I'm going out to catch fish to bring home, I never buy ice before the trip because I think really? it's the biggest jinx. Yeah. So then I'm always scrambling with these fish that I'm I'm harvesting with no ice. So it's always yeah. like this bad thing. But it, I I found like listen, my my wife's like, oh, you got you got to bring some fish home. We're out of fish. Okay. I, I won't buy ice before my fishing trip. I yeah. will not do it. Will not do it. Will not do it. Yeah. And then I have certain things that I, I, I do to, to get myself in, in the, in the, the right mindset. And, uh, but, but as far as my superstitions go, the ice thing is the big one. Yeah. But it makes total I mean, sense though. Yeah. Cause it, cause it's like, okay, so you're going out expecting to bring home fish. Whereas if you don't bring the ice, it's like, okay, this was a gift, you know, at that point. So yeah. Totally agree. Oh, my other big one is my pineapple. <laughs> my lucky pineapple. I I never leave a dock without my lucky pineapple. Always have a pineapple in my cooler. And I will say that the times that I do forget it and I don't realize that I have it, I really don't do well, you know? Because so, it's in your head. It throws you off your game mentally. Absolutely. Like my, my, I, t I, tell, I tell this to my wife all the time, like fishing is probably 90% up here. <laughs> it, it completely, it really is. It, it's amazing how quick you can get up in your head. And it's like, it's my leader size. It's because yeah. I'm using the clip. It's, it's this knot, the knot's doing it. You right. know, you, it's so easy to get in your head, especially when, because everybody gets into slumps, you yep. know, and uh, it's, it's very easy to get in your head about it. That's, that's been my, my year this year is like, I've like mentally, I've been off my game most of my trips and I come home and yeah. she's like, well, so, so what happened? I'm like, well, I was in my head. She goes, how does that even work? You're like, it's the same motion. I said, yeah, it's the same motion. But if, if, if I'm, if I'm overthinking everything, I might yeah. be missing a detail. I might be missing this detail over here, mm -hmm. this wind around this, there, like there's so much, there's so much mental parts to fishing that it really makes up more than more than 90% of the game. I think uh, I, I would have to totally agree with you. Now you had mentioned this, but many of us have uh, tuned into your salt marsh Sundays, which oh, I yeah. am. Where was that idea born? And what, 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 how long, how long have you been doing those? I, I know this, but tell, tell the listeners. Yeah. Like, so basically I think that this is in the fourth year of it. Um, and really what it was is, uh, it's something I had been doing for years, right? So on Sundays, everybody would leave. I would be, you know, down in OC by myself. I would hop on the boat and a lot of it, you know, it started out was just my scouting days. I would just go for a ride and scout all tide levels. It didn't matter. Uh, always have a rod with me and, Really, it kind of went from that to, um, you know, to, to really dial in the fishery in. But a lot of it was like, I, I, I have a lot of people that were close to me that weren't as fortunate to be able to fish often, you know? And um, it was 
you know, a way for them to kind of feel like they were a part of the action and feel like they were there. Um, you know, like a, a very dear older friend of mine uh, that passed away last year, you know, he, he used to love watching them and being able to follow along. Uh, my dad, my mom, I have some other friends that, you know, they love fishing, but they don't get the chance to go out as often. And I kind of wanted people to be able to feel included. You know, because I, I know for me, for myself, like fishing videos on YouTube, that's how I get through my winter time, you know, and um, I, I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted everybody to feel a part of and kind of get to experience something that they might not be able to. So that, that's really where the whole idea was born. Gotcha. Well, hey, keep it up. We love it. I think it's great. Thank you. And, and for us, like as far as tide chasers go, number one, that's kind of that's kind of where this idea came about. You yeah, know, we wanted to stay connected to the sport. We also wanted to bring other other anglers, you know, like you said, leveling up. We want to give as much knowledge as we could to you know our fellow anglers out there to help help out where we can. Now, neither one of us will sit back and say we're an expert at this or expert at that. Right. But we've gained a lot of knowledge over the years, and we just want to share that. Like for me, you know, as I've gotten older, my 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 mindset has changed to the point where I used to protect everything. I used to hold it close to the vest. I used yeah. to, you, you want to come fish with me? Nope. Nope. Not mm -hmm. no. I, I fish, I fish solo this, that now it's more like I, I've changed to a point where I, I want to give back, you know, I want to, yes. what knowledge I've gained, I want to be able to give that to other people while also saying, you know, I've gone through these trial and errors. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, and, and, and the idea behind it is, you know, you want to kind of push them in the right direction while also give them the right information and then kind of bring the conservation part of it into it. Because obviously we're at, we're at a point where, you know, we're losing fisheries. They're moving North or moving that, moving this direction, that direction. We're, and we're getting new fisheries coming aboard that, you know, like the Spanish mackerel for the last three or four years, that's something right. that's been, that's been uh, like a, a a new phenomenon just because of the warming waters you know uh i i caught a couple uh frigate max up in uh uh up while i was fishing for fluke so we're seeing things that we're not used to seeing and you just Jersey to, yeah so, that's not don't get me that's, started on that i was hoping that, that one come up i was hoping that one come up we're gonna keep Holy that out cow. we gotta keep that out of this episode yeah okay. we, yeah i i you don't want to go off on a tangent on that no one. i know that alone We'll, we'll leave that one alone. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, not. like, but, but the Sorry idea is that I didn't have anybody that ushered me into the sport. You know, no. I didn't have anybody that said, this is the right way to do this. This is the wrong way to do this. So if we can kind of help people, you know, you know, kind of give them information and let them disseminate that how they choose, you know, and hopefully they do the right thing. Whereas me growing up, my dad didn't fish. He worked overnight. Mm -hmm. um so and and when he was available during the day he fishing wasn't his thing which is fine my mom was a water baby she grew up on the water and she she would be the one that would take us you know, take us fishing as kids but she knew nothing about it right it just, you know it was just hey here's this stuff figure it out i'll take you and and then the, from here it's it's that so i didn't start learning more until i got more involved into the sport and then um like like you i i i had a big break you know there was a big period of time where i didn't fish and yeah. then, then i met my wife and my father-in-law was a big fisherman we kind of bonded over that and it got it re re rejuvenated me and, and renewed my love for the sport and then from that point on 
you know, that it was a different way for me to consume it because then that was YouTube. That was everything else that was available to me. So, you know, the, the idea behind it is like, we're just trying to, you know, usher the next group of fishermen in and hopefully they'll do the right thing for the fisheries going forward. You know, that that's, that's the goal here. You know, we're not, like I said, we're not experts. We're not sitting here telling people what to do. We, we can kind of give some guidance on what we think is right, but ultimately we're just two people that fish and you know, we're, we're not, it's, this isn't gospel. You know, we're just trying to make sure that people have information to try and make the right choices. That, yeah. That's cool here, so. I, to- I totally agree with you. And especially with right now, I feel like we're, we're kind of at like a, a turning point where things could go, things could go a whole different direction if, if you know the mentalities don't change oh for sure i mean we're at a crossroads like a lot of our beloved fisheries are in trouble like tog number one they get they get they get absolutely blasted all year long until they are in the catch and release portion and even then people are still catching them up and then you have striped bass that have been in trouble for a period of time you know the bluefish population we you know it's either offshore or you know it's in trouble or it's overfished and then you know, all these fisheries that we we've grown to love, we're at a crossroads with almost all of them. If you think about it, I mean, the fluke fisheries migrating north. So we're have less less fluke uh, South Jersey. So it, it's really it, it, we're at really at a critical point with a lot of our beloved fisheries that it, it kind of makes sense to, to have these conversations. And sometimes it's over and over and over. But, hey, listen, you know, they're important to us and people are tuning in, listen to us. So they know that by now. Right. So it's we're not we're not we're not doing anything new today. It's just, we're talking about those same things. So now with that being said, what bucket list species fish do you have that, that you're like, I know redfish is one of them. We talked about that. That, well, that's it. Have you ever been obsessed with a fish that you never even caught yet? Oh, for sure. That's, that's me with redfish, man. I want to move somewhere where, um, there's uh, like a solid red fishery year round because I that I need red fish in my life. I really do. Haven't caught one yet. That is like my number one bucket fish. I would probably never fish for anything else if I lived in an area where there was um, a solid red fish population. That, so. that you can't go wrong there. Now I. Yeah. I'm shocked that, you know, with you mentioned OC shark hunter, I'm shocked you haven't joined him on one of his acid trips at this point. He's, he's, have, he's out there. I have. I was down there last year. I was also down there in 2017. Okay. Um, I, I got a sand tiger that was probably over 300 pounds. Wow. Yeah. I, I have big, nothing but big love for Nick. He, he's a great guy. He really I is. I know I you know him too. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I like to get down there and hang out with him as much as possible. He he's like family. You go down there and fish in Assateague, it's one big OC shark hunter family. Really. Oh, for sure. It's, it's always the same few guys that he's over there with, and and yeah. like you said, it, it does seem like it's more of like a family type connection. And yeah. he's a great dude. Yeah. He's, he's he's always been very forthcoming. You know, helping me out with different things while I'm in town and things like that. So yeah, he'll give you the yeah, shirt he, off his back. He really would. If you needed his help, and you, you said Nick, I need your help, he would he would be there in the time that it takes to drive him. You know, oh, for sure. Yep, and he he'll be a guest on here at some point. So yeah. He's got that, to that one. Yeah, he's got the shark game figured out, and we're gonna have a conversation about that at some point. So yeah, that's awesome. 
Now you recently started a charter business. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, like the types of trips you offer, whether it be all bay inshore, anything out front. I know you got a different boat. So let's have a little conversation about the, uh, the, the charter business, how it's been going so far. I know it's still pretty new. Yeah, it's this. So this is my first season. And, um, you know, I, I said to myself, listen, if I could just make enough money to pay for my slip for next year and have some boat payments through the winter, I'd be happy with that. And it's turned out to be uh, much more well-received than I expected, um, which I'm extremely grateful for. But I mean, basically right now I offer, um, it's, it's a four hour trip, four hour session. Uh, two people is preferred, but I can take up to four. Uh, four gets a little crowded, but I make it work, you know? Um, and basically just hit, hitting all the main species that we were talking about, striped bass, um, tog, sheep's head, flounder, um, you know, but it, we kind of, we kind of like follow what, basically what we do is we're, we're following like what's chewing that time of the year. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not going to take somebody on a, a, a striped bass trip you know, in right now, you know, so right now, I guess would be the biggest thing would be like the tog and the sheeps and flounder and things like that. So you said it's been well received. Have you been running a lot of trips so far? I mean, you, we don't yeah. need numbers, but like how, how busy has your, has your book filled up at this point? So it, I'm really trying to keep myself to like uh, no more than a few trips a week because I still have my day job that I, I have to deal with. You know sure. what I mean? So um, that's, you know, I, I've been lucky enough to, you know, be filling up for the next week and the next week and the next nice. week. It, it, it's been enough to, to keep me busy and keep me moving. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. I, I know when we uh, I had talked to you months and months ago when we first started this and about about being a guest and then we kind of we yeah. kind of we we had tons of guests lined up and then I saw you were doing this so I waited a little bit to to reach out to you because I wanted to make sure that you know you had a good footing and things were going well and then we could talk right. about this a little bit so that's why we're here now as opposed to earlier in the season, just because I wanted to, to have the opportunity to chat with you about this. Cause I know this is an important uh, step for you. I, I know this is yep. uh, this has been a dream for you. Yep. It has. How, how long have you, have you been considering doing this and what made you finally take that jump? So basically, like I said, back when I started backwater fishing, I found my love. I found where I wanted to be. Um, and I never really liked what I was doing. You know what I mean? I was never really happy in a job. I, I never, I never found my place, you know, it, as far as a career goes. And I always felt like that there was something bigger uh, for me and, and, you know, but I just hadn't quite found it yet. And when I, I found backwater fishing and um, I, I, I had a really good buddy of mine that we, we kind of, we, fish like every single week together um and from that point I said I I want a guide you know um I I don't know what it was and I didn't know how I was going to get there and you know of course at the time like I was not very good at fishing 
but I, 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 that's, I would say basically when I knew that's what I wanted to do. Fast forward, you know, it's just a, a lot of, and, and I hate this, but people always say putting your time, putting your time. Um, but it's true. Like I, I put in a lot of time, a lot of blood, sweat and tears, a lot of getting stunked and quitting fishing just to be out on the next tide, grinding it out, you know? Um, and it just kind of built from there, went and got my captain's license. And, um, you know, I would say the scariest part of the entire process was making the decision to buy the boat. You sure. know what I mean? And because <laughs> it's, it's scary, you know, it's like you're on the hook. You, you have this payment that's coming around every single month, whether you like it or not. And, um, you know, lost a lot of sleep over that whole thing for like, uh, for like a month or two. And I finally was, you know what it was? Uh, I, another big thing. I always said that um, the, the pain of staying the same for another year was got greater than the fear of taking a risk. And uh, once you kind of get to that point in your life, like you're, you're just ready to do whatever. And um, that's, that's when I, I just decided that th this is going to happen. You know, I got to give it a shot. Like, you know, all of us, the sand, the times are taken away, you know, sure. and there, there is no do-overs in this life. And um, I just, I just knew that it was time to do this or it wasn't going to happen. So even and it's kind of funny, but even like I justified it is like, even if I fail, even if the charter business doesn't work out, I'm always going to need a boat. I'm always going to need Salt Marsh Sunday. And um, so just that that's kind of how I got over my whole fear of the whole thing. So well, listen, buddy, I, hey, you're a friend of mine. I, I'm proud yeah. of you for you taking Thank that leap, man. That, that, that's a huge thing. So now and, and for, for me. I, I've always found, and, and once I made that change that I was going to help other people do yeah. certain things, then you feel this enormous stress, right? Whenever you're out oh. there trying to get people on fish. And, and I felt that stress when, when we were out there targeting snakeheads and bowfin. Absolutely. I know you're like, hey, listen, hey, listen, don't worry. If we don't catch any, it's going to be great. But you, you know how that goes. Like you're oh, out there to no catch doubt. those fish. <laughs> so what's it like for you? When you know there's money mm -hmm. on the line, that's a different scenario, right? So totally you different. What's that to be pressure like for you? you? That was that was one of my biggest fears. Yeah. You know, it still is. You know, um, and I'm sure it's going to happen. I'm sure that there's going to be a trip where you know there's going to be a, a total skunk because it's fishing. Mm -hmm. You're trying to trick a wild animal into eating something that you know they probably don't want to eat. You know, sure. so. Um, it's, it, it's still something that I'm dealing with. I mean, luckily all my trips have, have went really well. We've had a lot of fun. I've had some really great people on. I I've been very blessed as far as that goes, but yeah, it's extremely stressful, you know, and even, you know, through, throughout a session for, uh, you know, if you spend any time at, at any sort of time on the water, you know, say take a four hour session or you, you're going fishing for four hours, you know that all four hours isn't going to be filled with 
bale and fish after fish. You're going to get that one feed window that's going to last for maybe half hour, maybe an hour that you have to capitalize on. And that that's that's really the biggest thing. So um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't don't know what else to really say about it, but it's yeah, it's it's definitely something that that's uh, a little bit scary, but you know, things have been going well as far as that goes. That's great, man. We're, we're really happy that you're having success, early success too. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things I, I, you know, I don't, I don't pay a lot of, a lot of captains to go out and fish. Not, yeah. not, not because I don't believe in it. It's just that yeah. I, I, I have a hard time because I don't, I don't prefer to harvest fish if I can get away with it. Right. Oh, no doubt about it. So I, I like to, I, I as Qua says, you know, he pays for the knowledge to go and, 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 and ride along with Dan. And that, mm -hmm. that's, that's what it's like for me too. Um, but what I've found is that the more successful captains are entertainers and educators, as opposed to being sticks in the mud, you know, like, absolutely, it, it, you got to be able to hold a conversation like, Hey, I see you're over there, not catching fish. Let me have a conversation with you. You're like, obviously you're not going to say that, but it's, it really comes down to engaging your clients and keeping them interested in the process and, and absolutely to and and that was the biggest thing and luckily like uh there's been a lot of local captains that have been very supportive that when they heard they reached right out and they they were very encouraging and offered a lot of good information and that that is one of the biggest things that collectively they all said you know and at different points in time is it's we're we're out there to have fun you know you just got to make sure people have fun and you know you tr treat everybody with respect how you want to be treated really you know the big the biggest thing is we're, we're 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 out there to have fun so regardless we're we're going to do what we can to to make sure it's a good time now i know this is your first season but what has mm -hmm. been your uh most impressive catch from one of your clients so far oh, on your boat oh my god the this early season, I'm going to say early summer, June, uh, striped bass bite was absolutely unreal. I haven't, I haven't seen uh, a bass bite like this since about 2018. I really haven't. I mean, there was uh, two trips um, there where we, I, I went out a Thursday night and a Friday morning. And in fact, we, we went out, I, they had booked me for Thursday night. We went out, they had so much fun, they wanted to go again the next day. But it was it was one of the greatest backwater bites I think that I've ever seen. We probably had um, a dozen fish between 30 and 35 inches, and that's not even including all the sub 30 inch fish that we got. I mean, it's just like the caliber of fish was just was just unreal for the backwater. Now, like I, I know that, you know, a lot of the guys that fish offshore in Raritan Bay, that doesn't sound like a big deal. When, but when we're talking backwater fish, you know, it's not very easy to break 30 inches, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to backwater fish. And to have a trip where you just absolutely destroyed them like that, I mean, it was just unreal. I just haven't seen that kind of bite since, like I said, uh, 2018, probably. People don't, re people don't realize, though, the, the 30 to 35-inch fish in our backwaters are half of them are residents, half of them aren't. Correct. But, yeah. but the ones that are residents, they fight 10 times harder yeah. than any fish you're going to catch in the ocean. If you ever mm -hmm. 
if you ever get these guys, you, you catch any bass near the inlet, they they'll give you that first two, three minute fight, and then they're kind of just like, eh, I'm gonna walk mm-hmm. in. Catch yeah. a, catch the same caliber of fish in the marsh and see what he does. He's gonna take you up a creek. He's gonna take you in the mud. He's gonna roll in the mud to try to brush off your plug. Absolutely. People, people think these little 30 inch, 31 inch bass in the back are are like little puppies. They aren't puppies. They're big bulldogs. No. They'll they'll beat you to the ground. Or even hook, or hook one off a bridge. Mm-hmm. Talk fishing. We'll see we'll see how they run. Yeah, I, they're I couldn't. They're monsters. They're monsters. Did you? Yeah. You would think you'll hook into like a big, like 35, 36 inch red bull or something. Like they dig, they run, they go everywhere. Yeah, they really do. In fact, oh my God, dude, this was back in I think it was 2019. Um, Ashley and I had two nights that were just unreal uh, fishing, and she hooked. Um, she got a 35 and a 36 back to back. And that 36, I literally thought we hit hooked a sandbar shark. It took us for a ride. I had to come off auto anchor. We were chasing it around the bay. It almost broke us off on pilings. Like it was, it was absolutely insane. Like doing circles over it like it's a tuna, you know? Um, absolutely wild. I, to- I totally agree with you. Uh, a lot of the backwater fish that are, the, you know, what I would call a backwater beast, they're, they're just a different caliber of fish altogether. Yeah. Yeah. They really yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, yeah, we've been, we've been hearing that from a number of guys that this has been a, a pretty stellar backwater uh, fishing year as far as the strike yeah. back goes. So Definitely. happy to hear that. Happy to hear that we we have a, a good fishery down south, at least for for them. But yeah, I mean, I, we that's pretty much been the the the, the message across the board. That's been a great back bay striper season. So yeah, there there's no doubt about it. It's kind of funny because you don't really associate uh june or you know early july as for for being like a hot striper time you know especially in south jersey and it it was just unreal this year really was so now as far as your your charter business goes do you have any specific rules for your boat like do you have a catch and release policy for certain species do you have uh Obviously, we know so, that you can't sing or whistle in your boat, so we won't do that. <laughs> no bananas. No bananas. Can't steal your pineapple. So I, I, I always encourage catch and release, but, uh, you know, like a lot of people that come out, you know, they're they're looking, you, you know, they, they want to keep something. But I, I always in, encourage, especially with the larger sheep's head, and things like that, you re- you really got to be conservation minded with things like that, you know. So um, I always encourage it, and a, a lot of most people, almost everybody, is very understanding about it. So. Good. Yeah, I don't think like, like going back to the sheep's head thing again. I, I don't. I think most people do not realize how long it takes for them to grow to that yeah. ten plus pounds. Like if you catch a ten plus pound fish, that fish has been around for fifteen years or so. Yeah, there's and no then, doubt about and it. And then as you get into, you know, and and I, I was reading something, uh, Dave, and Dave from iStrike, we were talking about it, and he goes, yeah, once they get to a certain point, they grow maybe maybe an inch, half inch, you know, to very, very slowly as they get past a certain point. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty incredible fishery and it's just something that, uh, there, there's still so much to learn about that fishery here in New Jersey. And that, that's what we're trying to do. So, 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, we have Florida guys that are jealous saying, I wish we, our sheep's got that big, you know, we need to take care of that. We need to nurture that. You know, it's, it's a very, very special fishery. It yep. really is. The only thing that saves them is they're hard to catch. You know yep. what I mean? I mean that, that's, that's the one thing we've, we've, uh, we've held on to is that not everybody can go out there and catch them, but now people are getting better and with, yep, they bait, are. with beta easily available at tackle shops and you got bottom sweeper jigs and then all these videos and all, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's no longer a secret and everybody's doing it. So, yeah, no doubt about it. The now, raise. I got to say, you picked the right time to get into the charter business because uh, we have buddies that are telling us, you know, they get 20 calls a day that they're, they're turning away. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully you'll see some of those people coming your way. Absolutely. Now we're going to wrap it up here, but, you know, give us a, give us some insight of how we can get in touch with you, how our listeners can get in touch with you to, to schedule a, a trip and, you know, what, what, what your social media contacts, where we can find you on, on the, on the internet. Yep. So uh, my biggest one is Instagram. Uh, it's uh, at Scotty Sevens and that's Sevens, S-E-V-I-N-S. Um, uh, basically, I have that. I have my uh, Facebook, which is uh, Team Sevens Fishing. Again, it's Sevens, S-E-V-I-N-S. But uh, mostly Instagram. That's That's the best way to find me. Excellent, man. Yeah. Listen, I've been following you for years. You're a friend of mine. We've fished together. I, I, we plan to fish again here soon. Yeah. It's, it's been great having you on brother. I really appreciate you jumping on quad. Do you have anything you want to, you want to add? Mm, no, I'm good. I think, uh, <laughs> you guys covered pretty much everything. I had the answer. I had the question. Uh, the only thing I had was for, uh, Scotty's, uh, bucket list fish. Um, they're here. I was oh, out. I, I was there. I was out last week in your area, out yep. front though, on the bunker pods. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a beautiful forty-five inch roll up beside the boat. You know Jeez. what? I I heard that that uh, off of Avalon or Stone Harbor uh, mm -hmm. two weeks ago there was a forty-pound red caught. Yeah, it's our buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah on the troll. Yeah, on the troll. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but this one I saw he came up. She came up right beside the boat, just cruising along the bunker pods. I threw a fly at her. She came up, and I thought she was committed, and then she literally just bumped it with her nose and just swam. Oh up. my gosh! And I, 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 I'm, it, it practically broke my heart. Uh, a, I'm sure she, it did. She was so golden brown and red, oh. gorgeous. For a minute, I thought she was a big brown that came up, but then yeah. all of a sudden, I, she turned on her side, and I saw a white belly, and then it was mm -hmm. golden. I was just like, "Oh, baby. mesmerizing!" Just, yeah, huh? I, I was, I was, <laughs> I was mesmerized for a good like thirty seconds before I told myself, "Throw your fly. Don't look at yeah. it." Yeah, <laughs> don't look at it. Hard to do. You're probably shaking the whole time. Oh, the whole time. Like I, I yeah. was like, I was trying to not get my line tangled up in the trolling motor. I'm just like, oh, I got. I, I was like, I gotta get the perfect cast off. I gotta get the perfect cast off. I, I think I did about a 30 yard cast. It dropped right in front of her, and she came up, and I was like, oh my god, she's gonna take it. She's gonna hit yeah. this fly, and then she just literally nudged it with her nose and just turned off and followed the bunker pot again. Oh my god, that's a tough one. Well, you're. You're lucky. You must have gotten a nice day where you could actually get out front. That's yeah. kind of been tough yeah. this it was, year. It was flat. We got out on um. We got out on the uh, our fourteen foot uh flat skiff. 
that's yeah. awesome yeah it was a it was a fun day it was pretty flat it was nice out but there's yeah so much- we haven't we haven't gotten many uh opportunities like that this year yeah well the, you know, we can never trust a weather station you know no all right, man. Well, Scotty, it's been an absolute pleasure. Again, everybody, you can find him at Scotty Sevens, S-E-V-I-N-S on Instagram. Scotty Sevens Fishing on Team Scotty Sevens Fishing on Facebook. Great dude. Now's the time to get up with him because I can guarantee you he's going to be filling up and he'll be just like all of our other buddies and we won't be able to get in with him. But just give him a call, give him a message on Instagram and book a trip with him. I can guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. Scotty, it's been a pleasure, brother. It really has. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, guys. Thank you very much. You and, got it, man. and we all need to do a session. That would be awesome. We yeah, let's need to do, do it. Let's do a salt marsh Sunday salt together. Marsh Sunday session. It, man. I'm I'm totally down. Totally down. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. My boat or yours. Yours is yeah. bigger though, but you know. <laughs> we'll we'll make it happen for real. Definitely. Definitely gotta do that. Or we can go out for a snake hunt. Oh, I'm totally down with that too. Yeah, I was actually talking to Trung about that um, yeah. yesterday, last night, actually. He's so. the king, man. He's the OG. Yeah, he, he really is. He really is. Yeah, he's supposed to come back on with us at some point. We were we were going to do a video portion, and we just haven't been able to to make that come come to light yet. But he he's going to be a regular guest of ours because he's 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 the like I said, he's the OG, and he's been doing it lot longer than a lot of us and, and he's got he to figure it out incredible baits and everything that they do is just beefed up and done the right way i'll tell sure. you what so and, and they're, they're good dudes too so yeah. that, that's that, that's the kind of like like for for my fishing world i like to align myself with the right people i i, I used to be you know the solo angler and then i opened yeah. up and i can't be i couldn't be happier with the kind of people i've surrounded myself you included yeah. while included like it, it's it's not easy when you go from being the guy that's, you know, creeping through the woods at, at, on your own or at, at, at night and, and or uh, out on a jetty at night by yourself, you know, welcoming others into your world. But yeah. once you do, you, you realize, hey, I might have been missing out on something for so long. I, I totally agree with you. And it's kind of funny you said that because I went through the same like metamorphosis myself. It was all solo, lone wolf and Really, I actually think one of my first experiences with fishing with somebody else was when we went snakehead fishing. Beautiful. And then I just started opening up the doors, you know, and uh, I'm happy I did. But like you said, it's very important to align yourself with the positive people in yeah. the community. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And I, I always, I always try to, you know, pick something out of each person's game that I could add to my own. You know, I, I the truth. I spend probably more time watching the other person I'm fishing with than fishing mm-hmm. myself. Because that that's that's the thing. Like you can only fishing solo only gets you so far. It really does. Yeah. I'm not saying that you can't become an amazing fisherman fishing by yourself, but it's picking up the nuggets from uh, from the fellow anglers that um, is where you really take it to the next level. Well, like the way I'm fluke fishing is not the way I was fluke fishing last year, or the year before. Mm-hmm. Like I, I picked it up from a friend of mine, Mark Chan, you know, the quarter ounce jig with yeah. the, uh, with the, uh, with the jerk shad. And it's been, it's been like, it's been so much fun, but it's been, it's been this, this learning experience has been like eye opening to see, you know, you, you spend time out on the beach fishing, right? Everybody's tossing mm-hmm. as far as they can yet. You got fish literally at your ankles. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, it's just, you, 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 
even at my age, I'm 40 years old, I'm still learning new things every day, which is a beautiful thing. Once I've stopped learning, I may as well put it down because that, you know, I'll never know everything. No, uh, you're absolutely right. I, I couldn't agree more with that. So, and, and that when, when you think you know everything, then that's when, that's, that's when you will no longer progress. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right, my man. It's again, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Everybody check out Scotty's page, get in touch with him, let him know that we sent you. And uh, yeah, he's going to put you on fish. He, he catches fish and maybe you get to be a part of one of his salt light, salt marsh Sundays, you know, all that good <laughs> stuff. You can't beat it. All right, Scotty. Thanks brother. Thank appreciate you again, it, guys. Oh, you I got much it, man. Appreciate it. Have a good night, brother. Care. Yep. All right, my man. Good stuff. Always, man. Always, always a good guy. Whenever we get another good guy on the other end of podcasts, it it becomes an incredible podcast. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like that, you know, that the kind of people we're aligning ourselves with are are, are different from all from all different walks of lives, men, women. You know, we 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 just we're getting so much great content from so many different people from yeah. from all different worlds. It's it's amazing. We love it. You know, Scotty, Scotty and I fish together. We've been in contact for years. You know, we've kind of shared different secrets, shared different tips and uh, just kind of made it a point to stay in touch. And, you know, we, we fished uh, for I got to help him get his first snake and his first bow and it was it was a fun experience. So, again, on that dart spin, he's he's an assassin with the dart spin. He loves that dart spin, man. So, but uh, yeah, just, you know, got to realize that every day with the, re the reality of the world that we live in, everyone's going through something, whether you see it or you don't see it. Everyone's going through something in their minds. And sometimes fishing is a release for them. Mm -hmm. And the fact that if we can somehow help these people get involved, relax their minds, you know, a good day of fishing, even with us, or just a good day of just talking with good people, you know I mean? It, it sometimes it lets them forget a bad day. And then... That's all we want. You know, we want everyone to enjoy the sport that we've been obsessed with since we were children. And we just want to bring it out now. And like, you know, just like a few episodes though, we had Bedell on, you know, mm -hmm. he proves it. It ain't never late to pick up a fishing rod. Never, it never, never it early. is. Nope. Never too early either. My son was catching fish at two years old. So, and Scotty, for example, he's out there offshore on Mako's at two years old. So, you know, don't don't believe that your kids are too young to get them out there. There's always something you can do, even if you got them strapped to your back while you got a rod on your hand. In your yeah. hand, you know? my son got his first snakehead right after he turned three years old. So there's no there's there's no age limits. There's no there's no you could do it at, at an early age as long as you can hold a rod, and at an older age as long as you still can hold a rod. You know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of different opportunities out there, and we we love it. You know, we yeah. love talking to everybody in this world, and it's 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 you know. I, I can honestly say indirectly that fishing has saved my life. So when you say people are going through different things, you know, some of the people that I've met have been there for me in some of my darkest times, you know, it's like, like for you, you, for example, you've been there for me through some of my things. So, you know, while it's a release for some people, it's a hobby for another, it's literally a lifestyle and it's literally a huge part of a lot of our lives. This is why we chose to do this. I mean, you know, without something like this, you know, what, what are we doing? We're probably sitting watching fishing videos or learning about fishing. So now we get to chat with people and, and you know, and, and still do the same thing, but 
be engaged with other anglers in the community. And that's, that's the best part about this. So, yep. And that's it. And just to, just to educate the community about everything we learned, you know, we're not, like you said earlier, we're not, we're not all professionals. We're not, we're not pro staffs. We're not saying we know everything, you know, but we're just two average fish and fishermen that just likes to catch fish. And at the same time, help other people catch fish. And you know what? We get to pick up a thing or two on each podcast. For sure. And we will be having a pretty exciting announcement on next week's podcast. So tune in. Yep. Sounds good, man. So once again, Dan, let's wrap it up. Let people know where they can find us at. All right, everybody. So again, you can find us on Instagram at tide underscore chasers. We're on Facebook, tide chasers podcast. You can find us on all your popular uh, podcast platforms. Uh, I do have the links in the bio for us on both Facebook and Instagram where you can find us, but we're on iHeartRadio. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, uh, Pandora. We're on all the main, main players and, uh, and uh, of course, Waypoint TV, which is a big one. So that's that's a more recent one um, that we uh, we really are proud of being a part of because there's a lot of huge fishing community uh, contacts in there that we are going to hopefully be in contact with at some point. So. All right, brother. Another right. good one. Yeah, man. We'll go up. Once again, listeners, wait until, until the next time, man. Have tight lines and have a good night, everyone. Tight lines. And again, if, if you want to be a part of the podcast or you know somebody, give us a message and we'll, we'll make it happen. You know, we have people contacting us literally every day. So by all means, reach out to us and we'll make it work. All right. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next podcast. See you.